Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. And joining us now to preview Game 4 of the NBA Finals and beyond is Von Dalzell, sports betting analyst from NBC Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports. All right, Vaughn, Nuggets lead this series two games to one. They won game three in dominant fashion. Is this series over? Will Denver win it specifically in five? I definitely think the series is over. Five, though, may be a stretch. I know a lot mm. of people are rooting for that. I still think it could go six. Like, I lean the heat here tonight on the spread. My best bet, though, is definitely going to be the under once again. I'm going back to the well here. Uh, this series' pace has just been – uh, not what really, we really expected. It's a lot slower, probably because, you know, Miami had to use a lot of effort against Boston there in that Eastern Conference Finals. But we look at both teams. I mean, Denver's shooting 51%, but they're only averaging 107 points per game in the series. And then you look at Miami. I mean, they're shooting 10% worse with 10 fewer field goals, uh, averaging a hair under 100 points per game. So I don't see the pace very much changing, especially when your role players like uh, the Max Struces, Caleb Martins, Michael Porter Jr., they've all kind of fallen off shooting you know, 33% or worse from the field. So I'm looking at the under here, but there was a game that Miami was going to get the win and still here. I think it would be this one because I do like Denver as the series gets longer. Games five and six, if we reach six, I'll definitely be on under, but I'll be on, I'll be, I'll be on Denver, excuse me, but I'll be on the unders the rest of the series as well. I don't think we're going to see anything change here from a perspective of these teams shooting much, much better. Yeah, uh, unders have been the move, and the market certainly knows that. Every game, the total's been dropping. So, I, and, yeah. and you said you're going to bet unders probably moving forward, which makes sense. That's what usually happens in these uh, series. As they go on, uh, we see less and less scoring. But what what is your stop point? What number would you say, like, okay, I'm not going to bet the under here? Because what we've already seen from game one to game four is it's dropped eight to ten points in some spots. So would 205 be too low for you? Would we have to get to around 200? How far? Uh, I mean, game six and game seven, we should see if it gets to that point, like we said. We should see a 205, Hmm. probably game six. Game sevens are usually 202 and a half, 203s. I mean, that's what we are getting with the Celtics and Heat series, which I was on both those unders. Game six and game seven unders are basically the best bet you could have in general when it comes to NBA playoffs. Um, They're almost, you know, 70, 80% hit rates when you go back you know, three, five, ten years, whatever the case may be. So that's kind of why I look at it here in general. But uh, there's really not a number that's going to scare me off of it. I was kind of kicking myself uh, in game three that I didn't bet the alt under 200 and a half at plus 400. Um, and then the heats under uh, team total was 100 and a half at plus like 240. And I thought both those are pretty good bets because I was on Denver's money line as well. So um, I do think it's going to continue to drop here, you know, 219 and a half down to 211 now from game one to four. Uh, we can only expect, you know, a 208 and a half next game and a 205 and a half or lower the, the following. We heard Aaron Gordon, um, that Aaron Gordon on Jokic sought uh, as we started the segment. He's been an interesting player in the finals here. His, I, I'm wondering if you'll consider any of his props because his point prop is 12 and a half. His assist prop is two and a half. I was looking at maybe points plus assists just in case. One or the other doesn't yeah. hit. That's 14 and a half. So he had uh, 16 in game three. He had 14 game two and 17 game one. Just curious if you like anything Aaron Gordon-wise tonight. He, he's actually, uh, you know, I wrote about him briefly for the NBC Sports site because 
he's one of the only guys besides Jokic and Murray that are getting shots off for Denver. And at somewhat efficient rate, too. I mean, 5 of 10, you, that's really all you can ask for from a third or fourth score sometimes. But, um, you know, Aaron Gordon's probably the only other guy outside the, the duo for Denver that I'd be looking at for an over. Uh, like I briefly mentioned, Catavius Caldwell-Pope and uh, MPJ, two guys shooting 31% or worse from the field so far in this series. Outside of mm. the first quarter, first half for MPJ, he hasn't looked good at all. And defensively, we saw Christian Brown replace him. Uh, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green also getting a little bit of increase in minutes. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking at guys to fade more, but Aaron Gordon's a guy I wouldn't talk to over is over. And that's actually the route that I was going to look, uh, the points and assists, because uh, he can knock down threes, but he also can pass the ball and find teammates. And, you know, with Miami going to the zone here or there, uh, Gordon's a guy like Joe Jokic that can uh, kind of, you know, um, extend the floor for his teammates to find open shots. So I'm with you, Aaron. That's the only way I would look at betting Gordon tonight. But for the most part, I'm looking at unders on a lot of the Nuggets players due to being on the under overall in general, too. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because Aaron Gordon's defense uh, may be the biggest reason why he stays on the floor and gets a lot of Correct. minutes. And so even though mm -hmm. offensively he may not be super efficient, at least the quantity will be there, the opportunities will be there to hit those mm -hmm. numbers. And so I think that makes a ton of sense there. What's been interesting about Jokic is even though these game totals are going down and down, his PRA is going up and up. Now we have a 53.5 for Jokic, points, rebounds, assists at 53.5, and, and it is juiced to the over here at BetMGM at minus 125. First off, does that make sense to you that the PRA for Jokic would go up as the game total goes down? Does that inverse trend make sense? And do you have a play on this number? I, mean, I think it does make sense because he's only going to probably play – he played 44 minutes in game three. You've got to expect game fours, five, and potentially six are all the same exact thing here uh, for Jokic. And after 21 rebounds, 10 assists, and 32 points, I mean, gosh. Uh, one of probably the best uh, all-around efforts from a center, you know, I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, and, I mean, a lot of people would probably say the same thing. But I agree with the movement going up for Jokic, but – at some point, Miami's got to have somewhat of an answer for either him scoring, rebounding, or passing. Um, and, you know, and one thing I've noticed with DraftKings a lot in some of these books like MGM, MGM's not as bad as a DraftKings because uh, DraftKings is hanging a minus 135 to the over right now. Sometimes they'll go all the way to minus 160 or minus 170 without moving that line to 54 and a half. And that just signifies mm -hmm. how sharp that line really is. So it does make me lean the over tonight. Like I said, I kind of lean Miami here to get even. This is the game for them. If they really want to, um, you know, take this series in control, they have to win tonight. More pressure's on them. So uh, I would lean the under on Joe Kick, 53.5 points, rebounds, assists, which is a huge number. But I still think he could triple-double. Uh, triple uh, if you're not getting plus 100 value, though, I wouldn't even touch it. But that's uh, just considering how, you know, great of a talent he is. I would take the under on his points, rebounds, assists, but I'd still take the triple-double first tab. Hmm. I uh, wanted to see if uh, you'd, you'd sign off on a stat leader bet that we were talking about uh, for the rest of this series. Ooh. Assist leader. Murray has 30. Jokic has 28. Jokic is minus 390. And he's two back of Murray. And you can find Murray around 3-1. to one. What do you think about a, a Murray play for assist leader in this series with his two assist lead? I would say you missed the boat already. I mean, at, really? uh, it was, what, 2,000 to one on uh, Jokic to be that leader now. So, 
I mean, you're not getting as great of value on Murray, but I mean, I'm, it's not saying it's a terrible bet by any means at this point. Now it's looking more closer. It's honestly closer 55-45 in Jokic's favor probably. So you're still getting uh, not great value on Jokic at 390, obviously. Uh, but it, it's hard for me to say. I mean, if a guy was minus 2,000 to lead a stat uh, and he's only two back, I would still rather prefer taking that guy with a few games left playing. Um, so I'd have to ride with Jokic. But there's still a minus 390. I mean, I'm not going to play it. I don't have the no. bread to lay down 390 and make a huge profit. Uh, so, yeah, Jamal Murray is probably uh, the best option to make some money, but I still think Jokic should win that. Need that money for the food trucks today. <laughs> All right, you <laughs> yeah. mentioned some minus of the is not gonna get food. Minus 390 is not food <laughs> truck money. <laughs> You're not getting Jamaican jerk chicken with minus 390, are you? <laughs> a nibble of corn or two a couple pieces of corn that's all i'm good <laughs> um you mentioned fading some of the other nuggets players specifically are there any you know props that you have your eye on when it comes to nuggets players unders uh yeah like i said mpj is definitely a guy you're getting a plus 140 value on his under one and a half threes and that which has dropped down from two and a half uh, he hasn't been stroking at all anywhere on the floor. 17 and a half is points, rebounds, assists. Something I'm definitely tempted in. Um, I did see we actually got some Christian Brown props, uh, yeah. which makes me smile because, uh, you know, he has one good game and now we get his props. So certainly if you're looking for a guy to fade, uh, if you're getting points or uh, a points assist prop, something like that, I think Christian Braun's probably a great player. Christian Brown, excuse me, even though it's spelled Braun. Um, it's probably a good uh, prop to be playing there. But the one I did look at over that caught my mind for Brown, and particularly Christian Brown, was his two-and-a-half rebounds. If he does play 25 minutes or whatever, his hustle was significant. And you heard his teammates kind of talk about, um, you know, you won that game for us, which is a lie because you had two players triple-double with 30 points each. Uh, so, obviously, <laughs> Christian Brown's effort helped. Uh, but his two-and-a-half rebounds is probably the only over I would take for a role player like that. But, like I said, most of the guys I'm looking at unders for in this game in general. Um, I just can't see many of the role players stepping up with how they played through three games. Back to series-long props here. Threes made leader. Jamal Murray has the shortest odds at minus 135, but he's trailing Gabe Vincent by two made threes, and Vincent is at even money. But then you look down mm -hmm. the board, Duncan Robinson at 55 to 1, Max Drews at 80 to 1. I'm curious if this series does go, say, to six to seven games, eventually that value is going to dissipate with Robinson and Strews. And chances are Miami won a game or two because they went off shooting a bunch of threes. Do you see any value there? Yeah, actually, I don't hate the Duncan Robinson nod. Uh, I mean, that's all his shot attempts 4.7, three point attempts on almost six field goal attempts. So, I mean, 90% of shots come from three. Uh, he's only played 21 or fewer minutes, though, so that's kind of my concern with Duncan Robinson. But when he comes in, he's instant offense, and that's really what Miami's needed at some point. So, you know, I wouldn't hate a stab there. Gabe Vincent, he's getting all the volume. You know, I, I mentioned uh, Michael Porter Jr. was a guy I was looking at for this market. He's got the volume, but, you know, crap the bet, as they say. Uh, I can't say what I really <laughs> want to say. But Gabe Vincent – Looked good the first two games, five of ten, four of six from three. Um, he only won one of six last game. You expect that to come up this game. So he's a guy, you know, you're getting over two and a half threes tonight. Not a bad bet to the over whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I certainly think Gabe Vincent's worth a play. If the series is longer, Rob's 
and could be worth a sprinkle. But uh, Jamal Murray, I mean, I've been so impressed in how aggressive he's been this entire NBA postseason. Um, he's probably the guy that's going to pull away. He was the favorite in general. Uh, so I would I'd probably lean towards him because no matter what, he's going to be shooting first, second, third, fourth quarter. Uh, Gabe Vincent may be a little um, a little tedious when it comes to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo playing so well. Vaughn, let's switch to baseball. I know you were taking a look at today's card and considering some uh, pitcher props. Uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm uh, you know I'm kind of crabby because the Oakland A's stole some money from me the past two days, but I am looking at Adrian Hauser tonight. Four and a half Ks for plus one twenty. Anytime you're seeing sports books hanging like minus one sixty five, minus one eighties. Uh, to, you know, an under or over, you kind of want to take the value on the other side. So, so that's something I've been looking at pretty specifically tonight. Uh, I know the Detroit Tigers yesterday, if you guys caught the Philadelphia Phillies game, uh, the Tigers were terrible through the last three games in the first five innings, and then they kind of almost stole that game from the Phillies uh, at the very end there. So I'm kind of the Tigers today going back home. If they can get uh, a really run support game, they're going to be a team I'm probably going to bet over the next few days out of home. So uh, I'm going through all my Detroit Tigers plays today, which is something not very common for me, so I'm going to need a little more time. But uh, certainly the Tigers and Adrian Hauser are on my mind today uh, for the MLB. Uh, Otani's usually really good at home. Would something like that interest you in an under? Because Castillo has been, hasn't been terrible either. Yeah, I've actually – that one caught my eye because uh, Otani's made me some money his last couple starts. And I'm kind of nervous to run it back here on him because the Mariners do strike out a ton on the road. They're one of the highest strikeout teams on the road all season. Uh, but seven and a half, eight Ks is asking for a lot. I did get burned yesterday on Zach Wheeler over eight and a half. Uh, you have to be pitching pretty much a nearly perfect game for four or five innings uh, to be getting eight or nine Ks every outing. So it's kind of hard for me to take the Otani over tonight. I'm kind of leaning towards the under, although though the Mariners track record. The guy you mentioned, Castillo, was actually the guy I kind of like the over more than Otani tonight at uh, over six and a half Ks. Uh, the Angels is another team that strikes out a ton. Yes, they have you know, a ton of power in that lineup, but they're a team like Detroit and Seattle uh, that can K 10 to 12 times in a game. So I actually like Castillo more than Otani tonight. You're getting plus 105 or better on Otani's under. So uh, he may come back down to earth. So I'm with you there, Aaron. Just a few seconds left here. The Mets are on a massive losing streak right now. Is it time for us to, say, update our priors, or do you feel like uh, they can regroup? Well, they're getting my Pittsburgh Pirates, who just dropped those two to the A's. Uh, Pirates did get a day off, you know, which makes me a little happy, but I'll give you guys a little secret. Historically, Pittsburgh is terrible on Fridays. I don't know what the case is. I don't, I don't know if it's because they're a young group and they're looking forward to the weekends or what, but uh, with Rich Hill on the mound tonight, oh, 43 years old against the Mets. They've been on a losing streak. It seems like a pretty solid spot to get right after the Pirates drop to, to Oakland, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so I would be looking towards the Mets here. And they, the Mets have played some pretty good games, pretty good teams um, over the past couple of games. You know, that game against the Braves last night, they should, probably should have won that game, um, and they lost that. So, uh, you know, that's going to be on their mind here. I'd probably look towards the Mets' first five or full game, and you're getting plus 100 value on both. Come from Pirates. Very good. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and a Pirates backer here for the weekend. <laughs> Von Dozell from NBC Sports. Follow him on Twitter at VMoneySports. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we return to our conversation pertaining to college quarterback tiers. 
but we look at the lower tiers and who we should still back or fade. That's right here on the Back to Real Network.